listening to the Brookside Church Sermon Podcast. We are a progressive and inclusive community of faith in the heart of Morris County, New Jersey, reminding everyone that they are the beloved child of God. For more information, visit us online at brooksidechurch.org. So um, I'm supposed to read a scripture passage to you, and this is the only day that I don't have the scriptures in front of me. And I usually put together a, um, a binder that has them all here, but I, I know the passage. So I'm just going to tell, tell it to you, and uh, you've probably already heard it. Actually, the last several weeks we've been reading the same scripture passage. Maybe not last week, but the last several weeks we've been reading the same scripture passage together. So I'm just going to talk it through with you real quick and then summarize a little bit by explaining to you what um, All Saints Sunday is all about. So um, in Hebrews chapter 11, that, that whole chapter is called usually called the Hall of Faith. So uh, it, it's as if you were reading through the passage, you would see the pictures of all of the people in the Bible who are exemplars, are supposed to be exemplars of what it means to live by faith. So you begin with Adam, then you go to Abraham, and then, uh, you know, maybe I think I skipped Noah, Noah, then Abraham, and uh, Isaac and Jacob, and then when you move, you've got Daniel and David, so I'm not going chronologically. You move all the way up, and then you get the New Testament. And so the, chapter 11 is explaining all the people who are exemplars of faith. And then when you get to Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles us, right? And then strengthen our bones and stand up and run with perseverance the race set before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And so I want to explain then why that passage is so important and put it in the context of our stewardship time too. Um, And I want to do this by first starting with the explanation of what saints are. Many of us have probably grown up in a tradition that's not very historical, so we don't really think about history very much when we understand our faith. And we, we don't have any real sense of asking the question, who thought this stuff up? And uh, where did this idea come from? And who defined it this way? And so um, most of you would know that in the Catholic tradition, at least, that there's a very strong sense that the saints are super important. I would only say that in, in our tradition, we sort of take all of those things, but because we think about them, we think about them differently. And uh, many times in many high church Catholic, uh, especially high Christology Catholic congregations or communities, saints are thought of as superhuman. These are people who have this superhuman experience with God. They're able to do miracles. They're not, not really human anymore. They sort of boundary that, that place between what's human and what's angelic. Uh, maybe even they're at the status of gods, which is one thing that Protestants sort of criticize Catholicism over. Uh, maybe they're worshiping the saints. And so saints are people then you name in your prayers. But I want to sort of bring that back down to earth for you a little bit. Uh, by the way, you know, Halloween is All Hallows Eve, and All Hallows Eve is actually the Eve, is the night before All Hallows, which is All Saints. So Halloween is actually the night before All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is the day that we celebrate the saints. So if you can think about it, the day that all the saints come out, that's the night before that is when all the demons come out. So you can see historically some of the way that our culture is connected. But if you think of the question about what saints are and why they're important, 
then I think it's very simple to say this, that saints are the people that as a church we recognize from looking at their story and their life, they help us know what God looks like. Jesus was 2,000 years ago. But Oscar Romero, who I mentioned a few weeks ago, he died in in 1980, which was just a generation ago. We can actually look at the President of the United States and the American military situation and then look down there and, uh, and where Oscar Romero lived and know the story a little bit and understand it and see that it's close to us, close enough to us we can understand his story as if it's our own context. Saints are like that. Saints are people that when we see their lives, we say, ah, I understand what Jesus' story is all about now because I've seen them. They help me understand God. So I would say that that's what saints are. Saints are those human beings that when they live in their lives and their story, we have a deeper connection with who God is because of them. And then if you think about it that way, then we have saints among us. They don't have to die and be canonized to be saints. They could be our mother. They could be our children. They could be our best friends. They can be even our enemies because when we engage with them, we begin to see them differently and we start to realize, oh, I get a sense of who God is by interacting with you. And so when we celebrate communion, the word communion means getting together, celebrating together, having some sense of unity together. What we're really doing is engaging with God in a way that we engage with each other. We see that God is present in our midst That means that the person next to you is a saint. The person on either side of you, in front of you, and in back of you, they have a sense of the presence of God. And if we really get to know each other and get to know each other deep enough, we will be able to experience the presence of God through each other. That means the person next to you is a saint. So what I'd like you to do is think with me. If you were to say, I am a saint, now many of us, we're like, I don't want to call myself a saint. That means I'm like super holy. But if you do that, then you've already undone what I just now told you. Saints are not superhuman. Saints are utterly human. See? Saints are not superhuman. Saints are those who, when we encounter them, we encounter God. And if we believe that, then what I would like you to do is to start to think of yourself as a saint. You are someone who, in your life, you have been given gifts and skills and all kinds of resources and abundance for you to be able to live out God in your life. And so what I would like you to do right now is to repeat after me, but I would like you to insert your own name. I, Michael Howard, Saint in Christ Jesus. So what I would like you to do is to insert your name. So on the count of three, we're going to say that I, whatever, state your name, am a saint in Christ Jesus. I'd like you all to say that with your names on the count of three. You got it? One, two, three. I, Michael Howard, are a saint in Christ Jesus. So when we're celebrating All Saints Day and we remember those who have passed before us, we're, we're thinking about people that we have lost that have helped us understand who God is, and we're grieving their loss. But it's important for us to also know that in the act of communion, we're actually communing with God because God is present in the person next to you. How does that sound? Does that make sense? Okay. I've got one more thing to say, and then I'm done. There is, uh, and this relates to stewardship. 
There is an anthropology, and it's made its way into public relations and all kinds of different things. There's this separation between what's known as communitas and corporatas. Communitas is a Latin word that was made famous by an anthropologist named Victor Turner. Uh, you don't need to know that. Uh, but anyway, communitas is thought of this. When a sports group gets together in a team and they work together towards a task and it's really hard, they develop this sense of comradeship with each other, this camaraderie with each other, that now they see each other in a sense that they're family. And it's all because they're fulfilling this task together. So team building, teamwork, all of those things that you think of, think of I think of uh, um, the, uh, what's the Titans movie, the football movie? Remember the Titans, right? So, so I think of that as an example of when you're, when you're working together as a team, there's this something that builds in the community that you have a sense. Think of soldiers when they come back from war, where they have a hard time having relationships with anybody else because their relationships with their fellow soldiers are so strong. Why? Because they've got a sense of communitas. Now, corporatas is all usually thought of as the opposite of that. Communitas is usually grassroots, it's kind of organic, it's not really structured. Corporatas is more structured. It's like, okay, well, who's going to pay the bills? We've got to have a budget, right? We've got to go through and make sense of everything. You have to have this strategy, and all these different pieces have to fit. It doesn't feel like community at all. It feels like a business. And so usually these two things are usually thought of as in opposition to each other. But as a church, it's important for us to know that those two things are not in opposition with each other, and they can't be. What we are as a community is we are doing things together. And if we think of the things that we're doing together, and they include making quiches for a brunch on, in the morning and ta- putting out tables, but they also include making sure that the lights stay on, making sure that uh, the person who is uh, part of our family that we're supporting, making sure that they have rides to school and to the dentist office, or that they have money that they can use to be able to pay their rent. There are lots of different things, but when we see those things, which is usually corporatos, the strategy and the budget and all the other stuff, when we see those as holy tasks that we do together as a community, then the build, community building that happens, that spirit of camaraderie that happens, the community that builds around doing those tasks, that, that is what holiness looks like when we together as a community act as saints. So what I would like to invite you to think about is what part can you play in the team that we are as a church? And when we put all the things that normally are thought of that not so holy, that work that we do that sort of seems like it's like busy work, maybe it's not important. If you think of those tasks as holy tasks and we do them in a sense of working together to, as a community to do the things that are utterly most important. That builds a sense of communitas. That's where our community and our fellowship and our love and our team building works together. But you have to imagine the stuff that you're doing is holy and important. Otherwise, it just feels like busy work. And you might as well just do that at at your job. So that's what I would like you to think about as you come today and celebrate communion. So I'm going to give you instructions now for Holy Communion. And we're going to celebrate All Saints Day together.